What up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Central Podcast. I'm Daniel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. And thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode. I know last week we were talking about a certain someone, and I just want to give them their flowers. So, yo, listen to this. Listen to this. Taylor Swift, right? She's obviously undergoing a tour right now, Eras Tour, which started in March 17th, and it's going to end on November 23rd in 2024. Tour. Right? Uh, it says that her tour has expanded to 146 stadium dates, five continents, 19 countries. And so far in August, about to be September, it is the highest grossing tour of all time, and she's made $1.4 billion in sales. She's literally improving the economy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One that's... person alone. That's insane. How do you t- touring for that long? I don't know. Dude, you have Being to get like a fame. mental illness afterwards. Like, there's no way you can be yeah. okay and do that. I mean, that's what Miley Cyrus this week. I keep mm-hmm. seeing that on my Twitter feed about what she was talking about, and yep. I saw a video where she broke down like what her daily life was at like 12 years old, and it's just you can't be a normal person. It's sad when everyone looks at you like a god. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, and I was saying, I was saying to my brother recently, it's funny like when you meet certain famous people if you ever see them. And they're short. It's like really weird because you see them as bigger than life. Mm. So you see like Nicki Minaj in person and she's like five feet tall. And you're like, oh, yeah. you're like a small, you're a small person. Yeah. Like that's short. But if you saw Taylor Swift, she's like six feet tall. And you'd be like, oh, wow. It's like bigger <laughs> than life. And well, just, imagine like, you see Lil, J. Wayne. Cole. Lil Wayne is like, yeah. I don't know, like five, six or something. And I met J.I.D. I was much taller than yeah. him. But Yeah, you, well, meet, you like, can tell J.I.D. is kind of short. Even yeah. Lil, Wayne is, Lil Wayne is five, five. Yeah, if you meet like Jake, I think Russ is really short. But if mm-hmm. I met Jay Cole, he's like six four. I'd be like, holy shit! Like this is a but big But he was a person. basketball player. I expect that. To, I expect no. To I be know. Big. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like when you see famous people, you expect them to be like huge. And sometimes I don't know. Just the concept of people like waiting outside restaurants for you while you're eating, <laughs> and it's just crazy. I could like I couldn't imagine Justin Bieber and like Madison Beer growing up and having to deal with all this fame. And back to what Miley Cyrus said, and that's why she doesn't tour as much anymore because she said, imagine having like hundreds and thousands of people praise you you're gonna get this really bad um like ego and that ego is really yeah. gonna ruin how you interact with people and she said that that ego inflated and it couldn't allow her to songwrite anymore she couldn't be relatable on a human level Normal because person. exactly she's a god now so it's insane and even the length of taylor's tours is ridiculous it was and i, I was watching this andrew schultz clip and she said, <laughs> and he said that yeah, taylor Swift that. didn't use the bathroom once and they said that their performance yeah. was three hours long with 44 songs. I don't know if there's breaks in between, but according to Schultz, he said there was none. Maybe it's like one of those like costume change breaks mm-hmm. where she like goes under and like the band plays a little bit. That's yeah. insane. She must like not talk all day. I don't know. So it's like I, two I years of like not talking to save your voice. Yeah, not I, don't think, I don't think after this she's going to tour in a long time. I know Harry Styles after his tour, he was like, yeah. I'm not touring for like the next like six years (laughs) yeah it's a i mean jid is still touring a year after his release he's in like australia right now but that's awesome yeah i guess like when you drop your album that's like your two-year yeah time and discover the world see it Mm -hmm. but yeah it's probably a bitch it's always yeah that's always the goal seriously if you can get to touring and perform starting in small venues i think that just makes a difference from a small artist to an actual elite artist but adam new week you know the drill what's your playlist title need a single um Finally got another job interview, so we're going to go with I'm Back by Eminem. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, <laughs> that, that verse was always like – it's always so cool how artists can be so like despicable or something, mm-hmm. but like still rhyming. Like they're still rapping. Yeah. 
and he's just what's he say? Um, I don't care if that chick is my own mother. I yeah. still fuck it with no rubber and come inside her and have mm-hmm. a son and a new brother at the same time. So that's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, had a had a job interview, so we're back. <laughs> Hopefully, we're back. Uh, how, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. My playlist title is going to be called Figure Eight. Shout out to Paramore, of course. Man, I really love the album. This is why. And the song is going to be called 15 Steps by Radiohead off their um, In Rainbows album. And Figure Eight, the song, is essentially about overthinking and going crazy from it. I've been doing a lot of songwriting for the past couple of weeks. And, dude, I overthink so much. Like, it's a problem. Yeah. I was going to ask you what your songwriting process is. And I've tried to listen to all the goats, like, John Mayer and people like that and essentially yeah. it's just you write your lyrics and you can't overthink them if you don't think they're good it's whatever you have to write it put it down and you got to live with it but I don't know man it drives me crazy so much so much that I can't yeah. even write lyrics anymore for that for the first line can be like the mm-hmm. hardest line ever because mm-hmm. it's like what do you say how do you start it's like looking yeah. at a canvas and you're like how do I start drawing a face where do I mm-hmm. what do I begin with mm-hmm. so there's been times where like you write a shitty verse and then you rec- write a second one to the same like part of it and the second verse is so much better. So sometimes you do just need to get out those like crappy thoughts and just write. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely quit a lot and go sit in my bed after <laughs> being stressed out from writing. Man, maybe I should try something else. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's really difficult. It's hard. And yeah, I guess sometimes you just got to get bad ideas out and just do mm-hmm. something. Or just like hum to something. Like mm-hmm. the mel- like get the melody first and then yeah. write to the melody that you think is like best to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... It's a but bitch. what I hate about that is when you do that melody strategy, which I'm pretty sure everyone basically does, you have to get the melody yeah. of the song in the structure you're in. But it prevents you from being able to fit, because essentially it's a puzzle. You need to fit lyrics into the melody that you just created. Yeah. But sometimes you just mumble some words and you hear a word, then you just implement that word. But the problem is it's not really what you want to say. Do you know what I'm trying to do? you get me? Yeah. It's no, I get you. Just, no, yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's so impressive when artists do storytelling songs Mm -hmm. because it's like they told the story so well and it keeps rhyming. Like how do they keep finding the perfect word to keep Mm -hmm. continuing the story? Or if an artist is talking about their political views, I'm like how do they – how does Marlon Craft find a word that keeps continuing this actual deep thought? It's not bullshit. It's one thing to like just keep thinking of rhymes and just thinking of a simile for each thing. So you're just doing a bunch of like random name drops. But to continue a continuous thought. And it keeps rhyming. It is such an insane skill. But here's what I think they do, though. I think that they write, they have the rhymes ready, they have the story ready, and they just find a beat that fits that. So essentially, forcing lyrics onto a beat, they feed a beat onto the lyrics, which is another way to make it. That's how M made a lot of his stuff earlier on. Eminem is known to do what people don't do, which is try to fit beats into words. And sometimes it won't work, but he'll (laughs) he'll do it anyway. And that's where you try to get those robotic flows that he does and whatnot. But it's a process, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's crazy sometimes, and it just drives me insane. I just wanted to see what your process was and how you get through it. Yes. You've been you've been killing it, man. You've been really, Thank really you. efficient. Uh, like sometimes I'll write down lines, like mm-hmm. I'll text myself throughout the day. So I'll like be like, okay, I'm going to open it with this line and then go mm-hmm. from there. Sometimes you're inspired and like you don't look at your phone for an hour straight and you just write. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you sit there, we're playing the beat. You keep going back and then <laughs> trying to figure out something. <laughs> keep going back. And it's like, what the fuck do I say? Yeah. I was trying to teach my brother how to freestyle. I was trying to give mm-hmm. him tips. Because, like, that's a skill I guess most rappers, like, not, it's even hard as a good rapper to be freestyling. Mm-hmm. I'll take pride in that. Like, I'm a good freestyler. Yeah. So I'm like, just think of, like, a famous person. And that's your first rhyme. But make that the second line of it. So figure out what rhymes and go something first. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? That makes sense. So if I'm like, 
if I know I want to rhyme about Victor Webinyana, the new NBA mm-hmm. player, and that's a word mm-hmm. with a lot of syllables. Mm-hmm. I find something that rhymes Webinyana first. So say Benihana. So like, first line is okay. gonna be Benihana, and then we'll get that. Got it. Nice, nice, nice. Real, yeah. real lyricist in the building right here. Yes, sir. And low key, like when artists do like the freestyles and they're like, mm-hmm. give them a word, it's gonna be harder. It's so much easier. You keep giving someone a word because then they know where to go next. Yeah. Versus like just freestyling with no direction. That's facts. It is, man. It's a it's an art in itself. But yo, um, I know big news has been coming around around Scooter Braun and his whole situation. Yeah. Artists have been dropping him. I know since the whole independent wave that's been happening, seems like artists they want to do the business themselves. But in my opinion, I think you kind of need a manager, don't you? Like, yeah. I don't think you can run a career without a manager. What do you think? I mean, definitely not without a manager. These guys mm. do everything. I don't mm-hmm. know, like, what that situation is. I don't know if he... Because apparently some people said he's getting out of management. Yeah. So this might be, like, his own choice, and everyone's just, like, following it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if all his artists came together, and they're like, fuck this guy, and then everyone's <laughs> just leaving, it, leaving him. But, yeah, I mean, you need a good manager. They're like... yeah. For some certain people, I mean, like this guy saw Justin Bieber grow up. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. he was. I don't. I don't think Justin Bieber had like a big father figure, so he might have mm-hmm. been like literally like teaching him shit. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Some, I mean, you need someone. So you agree that every artist needs to have a manager, correct? Yes, and I saw somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think it was um the guy who's the head of Audio Mac and DJ Booth, mm-hmm. and he was tweeting because someone was like, "How do I find a manager? Like, do I mm-hmm. who do I pay?" And then he's like. Do not worry about that. Like, if your music, if you're doing quality music, a manager will find you. As yeah. an artist, you shouldn't have to look out for a manager. That's so I would fact. say for independent artists, don't stress on it if you don't have one. Like in time, it could be a college kid who's also trying to get in the music industry, and they're gonna mm-hmm. reach out to you and be like, "Yo, I would love to help your career." Mm-hmm. Could be a bigger person, but yep. can't force it. And that's a huge nugget too, because I know for Russ. Same thing happened with him. A manager found him. Even Logic, the manager found him. And the manager's yeah. coming in is what really enhanced their career. But would you say, since you said that every artist needs a manager, does that mean if you don't have a manager, it's kind of up in the air with your career? Because obviously as an independent it's, artist, it's hard to find one. you got to develop, right? Yeah. But if you don't have one, then you can't really get it to the next stage, get it to the next step, you know? I would say, I forget who we were talking to. It might have been... I don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't. You got into music because you love the music stuff. Mm-hmm. So once, if you don't have a manager and you're handling all the business side, it slowly becomes a job now, and you have to learn new skills. And it's not just fun making music in your room anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'd say if you don't have your own manager, you have to put on that other cap, and music might get a little less fun for you when you start yeah. booking shows and stuff. So yeah, it's easier if that if you can just keep the creative cap on, and then you put someone who has the business side of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, you got to be passionate. I know Marlon Kraft. I don't think he has a manager. I oh, think yeah, he, he does everything, does everything himself. himself. Yep. Yeah, which that's – and I'm sure you're, he's getting like hundreds of emails a day of people trying to mm-hmm. reach out and do interviews, people trying to reach out for him for press. Mm-hmm. And he has to be able to want to answer it because there's no one – no one's getting paid besides him. Yeah. You have to be honest with yourself because I know for me – I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't care. I'm trying to focus on the music and in terms of management, emails, finding me different opportunities. That's where you have to have a, a manager. And obviously, the biggest thing is making sure you keep in touch with the fans. I know a big thing going on right now is Doja Cat. And <laughs> I, I know yeah. people are kind of blasting her right now. I think what she says has some truth in it. You know, I've always defend the artist, even with the Frank yeah. Ocean situation. I've always said that, um, you know, the artist is the priority. You don't know what he's going, what they're going through. So. I don't yeah. know. I just I would say my only comment about that is that yeah. for like when she roasted like the super fans who mm-hmm. like were tweeting like their fan name, I forget what it was mm-hmm. for her. 
oh, like yeah. for their fans. She did too much. I'm not defending Doja by and, the way. I'm just yeah. saying I'm not angry. At yeah, yeah. It's like people like there's this account called Team Dreamville that's mm-hmm. always posting about Dreamville artists. If Eve or J Cole was like, "Yo, you're being so obsessive," it's like this guy is actually like a real person. He's spending time tweeting for your brand for free. He's not getting mm-hmm. paid by Dreamville. Don't crush that person. Yeah. So like if Doja Cat's crushing all these people who. Could you could say it's weird or not, but they're spending time like tweeting mm-hmm. about you. I would like, I, I if I was an artist, I'd like send that person free merch, mm-hmm. like show you like I see. I think Logic yeah. does that with Logic's mm-hmm. fan pages. Yeah, and sick code. It's like oh, the artist who I'm dedicating time to actually sees what I'm doing, and like for her to do the opposite, it's like I oh, fuck you. I'm gonna be a Nikki, a Barbie stand. <laughs> no, you're definitely Going right. Um, she took it really overboard. Like she was really adding her die hard fans and that's a no-no i think it's more so just the idea of having celebrities in this godlike status when in reality they're people yeah i think yeah like a lot of times people don't realize artists or just being an artist the essence of an artist is a caricature they're not real like when i look at taylor swift it's like oh taylor swift but taylor swift is just taylor swift from whatever southern state she's from and chilling and yeah. playing music in the bar like even someone like megan the stallion who's known for being this huge feminine icon is really just someone who's really intelligent literally just graduated from college and school yeah she's chill low-key she's not even as like bombastic as everyone makes her seem it's just a caricature literally but people don't realize that and they hold him to this god status and that's why i kind of like what doja is doing just trying to break that obviously too much right she's going a little yeah. bit insane um but i don't know i know when it comes to um of kendrick and cole too right they're very private and when it comes to their type of personal lives. And I know you saw this. You sent me this too, the interview that came about Elliot versus Rob. Yeah. Um, you, you share you share, you share with the people what, what you sent me. I mean, Rob Markman, mm-hmm. shout out to the GOAT, genius. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. say he's one of my biggest inspirations because he's a journalist 100%. and an artist. Mm-hmm. And him and Elliot had beef recently, like a couple mm-hmm. months back. And they put it aside. But Elliot said that Drake and Kendrick and J. Cole don't have a marquee interview. Mm-hmm. And what Rob was saying is like, first off, they do. Like I interviewed mm-hmm. Kendrick out there to Pimp a Butterfly. He's talking mm-hmm. his shit. He's like, it was such a good interview that yeah. they denied any other interview because they're like, Kendrick got it all out. Yeah. And I mean, like giving that much of your life, like who would, some people really enjoy talking about that shit, but mm-hmm. being able to keep some things private between your family, like, yeah, they don't need to do that. Yeah. I think it's awesome when we get like an Angie Martinez interview with J. Cole. Yeah, that was amazing. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. It's sick. I mean, they don't need to do that, especially like them too. Mm-hmm. They don't need publicity. Like I'm yeah. sure Cole did that just because he actually has things that he wanted to say to like mm-hmm. get off his chest. Um, shout out Mark or shout yeah. out Rob. Uh, mm-hmm. What was your so thoughts you, on you that? Think, so you think Elliot's in the wrong for kind of putting Cole and J. Cole on oh, well, blast? For, from Rob's perspective, he was just saying like J. Cole does have interviews. Like Elliot mm-hmm. was just making it about himself apparently because he yeah. really wants to get that interview. Mm-hmm. But like I think J. Cole, he is his – Marky interview. Like, I've seen that Andrew yeah. Martinez. I've watched that a lot. He also recently sat down with the Golden State Warriors ex-GM. Oh, yeah. Um, I sent that I to you. I don't call that big, yeah, though. But still, it's still It's It wasn't big, but it's an interview. Nice. He's cool. He did the Kevin. Yeah. Cole did the Kevin Hart thing recently. Yeah. I've seen clips of that. Yeah. So, like, they do interviews. Yeah. I, and listen, I love Elliot. If you know me, same with Rob. Both of these guys. Yeah, I love Elliot, time too. models in the music industry. I see where Elliot's coming from. And I think his frustrations are coming from specifically Drake. And he was upset that Drake wasn't going into hip hop platforms thing. and instead went to like Bobby or a bunch of like TikTokers and not really standing up for the culture yeah. and being with culture like minded people. Cole and Kendrick, I think, is a different case because although they're not doing a lot of interviews, it's because they're private. 
they just don't want to talk about yeah. themselves like that. So I think it's different. Yeah. If you want to talk about it from this perspective of like, they should be going on sway and supporting mm-hmm. the culture because there's so much sway. Like I can kind of get that, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, like sway, like supporting small artists, Sway's not mm-hmm. doing as much like the huge artists now. Mm-hmm. And like, you see artists go on like funk flex and he doesn't react at all. So it's like, why the <laughs> fuck am I going to go yeah. here? <laughs> and like, even Marlon Kraft even uh, dropped the, a line on his album about that freestyle. Oh, for where real? he said, um, he's like something along the lines of like, when I talk, it's like me freestyling on, um, hot 97, just a complex. Because <laughs> that guy's like, oh, so you got depression? Tell, like, yeah, missed the whole thing. <laughs> that was so wild. I, I think when I think whack. about that, I think about the uh, what was it, the Breakfast Club interview of Logic, Charlemagne and Logic, where he asked about his sister. Yeah, yeah who I, raped I, your I, sister? I, like, I don't want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't blame these artists for staying private. Uh, I know you sent me a tweet. I didn't even get to look at it that much about Russ and the whole Billboard situation uh, in terms yeah. of just trying to place in the Hot 100. Well, first, before we go to that topic, mm. I want to say, like, this is the concept of mm. being, like, wanting to be famous. Like, I've been going on mm. TikTok more recently. Yeah. And I hate it because it's so, like, it's such a weird-ass yeah, app. Yeah, that's right. That's like, right. <laughs> there was a video. Well, like, everything on the app scripted. Yeah. And there'll be videos of, like, a woman and her boyfriend. Mm. And she has a microphone. And she's like, what is the least, what is your least favorite thing about me? Yeah. And the boyfriend answers. And it's like, why the fuck are you putting this online? Like, the boyfriend gave an honest answer. He's like, sometimes you can be selfish. And it's like, just keep that between you two. <laughs> or there's a there's a video of a woman waking up in the night to like feed her baby, mm-hmm. and the husband has like a mask on because yeah. this girl has a ring light blaring mm-hmm. in her in her room <laughs> all night, so she yeah. record herself, and it's like it's like a mental disease. I've been trying okay. to tell you, my guy. This is why you need to join the old head club. That's why I'm kind of I'm not supporting, but I understand Frank and Doja like. People are just out to really get you in terms of your fame, trying to find ways to put you down and whatnot. And everyone is just trying to be famous. Everyone is just trying to claw at you just because you have some, some sort of certain yeah. status. It's a strange world. You literally look at somebody recording a TikTok, like, I don't know, just acting out the TikTok. And it's like, bro, there's nobody in the room with you. Like, yeah, <laughs> go to work. <laughs> I don't like know, people, do something. People are like story time. And for a minute, they tell the most traumatic story I've ever heard. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Why know. are you telling the world this? Mm-hmm. Like, again, if it makes you feel better, all power to you. Yeah, I think it's a crazy concept to get yourself to be like famous mm-hmm. to get some followers. Yeah, like I, I use TikTok. I like the funny content, mm-hmm. and I like like cute dog videos. Uh-huh. I don't need like the shit where it's like completely scripted. I'm like, I hate this. This is so yeah. weird. And I'm happy you brought it up too, because one of my friends, David, he just dropped his album, uh, uh, David Bruner and his band. Yeah, and we're and he's he's actually in Columbus. Uh, he works where I work, and he does a lot of huge music stuff. He dropped his album. He did a really good on streams. But the thing with him is he's on the older side a little bit, so he's not that active on social media. But we always have this theory, like, TikTok is so oversaturated now, it gets to a point where it can't be effective anymore. Like, initially when TikTok was growing, that's where a lot of people were blowing up. You saw a lot of people getting into these spaces. But now it's so difficult to blow up, and I don't think TikTok is the, the way to really get your art out there. Obviously, you have to find your own path and figure out what's the new hot thing yeah. or the new trend. But I, think, I don't think it's TikTok. TikTok is obviously a staple. You want to be popping on TikTok, yeah. but there has to be other ways and means. Because you posting your like your your music video reel on TikTok 100 times just to get five likes, like there has to be another way. What do you think? It's crazy. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. TikTok, whoever the algorithm is, it's like mm-hmm. they're God. Like they can pick a random video yeah. and make it go on everyone's platform. So I've mm-hmm. seen like an independent artist post like one of those like, 
things where you swipe through and you can hear the song and a hundred thousand likes. And I'm like, that's crazy. But that person like, is it luck? Like, I don't know how that works, Mm -hmm. but every social media app is pretty saturated right now. So all you Mm -hmm. can do is in this day and age where technology is getting better and better Mm -hmm. is just be as creative as possible with this tools you have. You can make a music video on your iPhone now and Mm -hmm. you can edit it to make be pretty cool. So you got to captivate the people quickly. What people forget is followers aren't fans. I think a lot yeah. of times people don't make that connection. Just because you got 100,000 likes on a song post or a video post, that doesn't mean they're listening. That doesn't mean they'll buy your tickets. That doesn't mean they're buying your merch. You know, I know so many artists who've gotten, were really popping on social media and they try to take it at a venue to perform and nobody's coming. So that's what you have to be yeah. careful. You have to understand the physical, you know, versus the online space. You know, you have to be careful with this meta. Have you seen Ready Player One? Yeah, actually, yeah. That's where we're heading, man. That's where we're heading. (laughs) Shout out Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Is that where it takes place? Yeah. Oh, for real? It was a while ago since I've seen that movie. But, yo, talk about the Russ situation. Yes. So, for Russ, I hope I get the name of the companies correct. But he was complaining about how Billboard data comes from a company called Illuminate. Mm -hmm. And Billboard and Illuminate Illuminate are owned by the same parent company. Mm -hmm. So, he's like, yeah, obviously these people are... They can do whatever they want because they're getting like vetted by the same information. Yeah. So he was saying his sales don't count the same. I saw mm-hmm. um, Black uh, commented like talk your shit. Like he was in support of what Russ was saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I guess if like at the end of the day, Russ knows that what he's making because he's getting all the money. Mm-hmm. So he's like, fuck it. If I got money in my pocket, shout out to him yeah. for getting a top album as an independent artist. Because mm-hmm. we see a lot of these major label people come in, they sell ten thousand, and what do you sell? Fifty thousand? Yeah. According to Illuminate. Yeah. So it's insane. sick. But yeah, I guess you can't worry. I mean, being in my position where I can't imagine I ever would ever make it to a chart, like I would say fuck it. If you're in that mm-hmm. pressure where oh I have to be top five in the charts, I can see why that would like make you so scared to release music. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like it's it's rigged. So don't yeah. you can't really worry about the numbers too much. And that's why I love Russ so much, because He's really been through it. I heard, I don't know the exact details, but during the album process and the rollout, apparently there were some forces that were prohibiting it from really getting to a place where it needed to be, um, whether that was record labels or executives or whatnot. And obviously Russ is so outspoken too. That's the one thing. That's why That's why I'm not saying, not that Russ annoys me, but he's too outspoken sometimes. It's almost like you're asking for them to come and get you. Uh, yeah. But he always releases all the gems. And what did J. Cole say? Uh, how many faking these streams, getting the place from machines, right? A lot of these streams, yeah. man, <laughs> they're robots. Ain't people actually playing these songs. So um And know what? Yeah. The streams don't mean shit. It's kind of mm-hmm. the streams are similar mm-hmm. to like TikTok views. Mm-hmm. Because just because someone listens to your one single doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they're willing to pay for the concert ticket. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that they're willing to buy the merch. Mm-hmm. And they're not invested in you. So if you're someone like Russ and you have people across the world invested in you and you know like i can sell out a tour whenever i want i mean who gives a fuck how many streams you got like you mm-hmm. know he knows for a fact he can sell out a show yeah i'm sure and there's people who have paid. more there was probably artists who have more monthly listeners than him that don't sell out shows as well mm-hmm. because people like them for a single song versus a whole catalog and personality yeah and I don't know, man. I really think TikTok has really changed the game. Like, I think sometimes people underrate how powerful it is as an app. Like I said before in the previous uh, episode, Kendrick, when he dropped Damn and he had Humble, Drake, when he dropped God's Plan, that wasn't too long ago, but songs were sticking. You had Drake, Kendrick, um, Beyonce drop, right? They dropped. 
And they, even their albums went away within a week's time. And when you look at the Billboard Top like 10 right now, a majority of them are mostly TikTok songs. So it seems like TikTok is now controlling what dictates what's a hot yeah. song and what isn't. It might dictate what like a yeah. top ten song is. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, is you gotta make you just gotta make music that you enjoy and yeah. it's gonna connect with someone out there. So mm-hmm. if some of these songs might be blasting off just because a TikTok went viral and I think that counts mm-hmm. for streams now. Mm-hmm. But get you can't worry about that. If you're have you heard of this traps, Oliver I mean, Anthony music guy? Have you heard nah, of him? He's currently number nah. one and his his song, he's like a Random guy from like I don't know from somewhere from the south, country singer, okay. just had some song. It blew oh, up. He's I number one now. I haven't heard of that guy. I mean, shout out to him. Yeah. That makes me happy. But it's just it's really weird. I don't know. Without a label. I mean, either. we were talking about this like back in the day. Like you knew what a number one song was because you heard it everywhere. That's what I'm saying. But because there's so much music out there, I think we're gonna get into a time period where it's just all niche music. You you know what type of music you like, and there's. Mm-hmm. It might not get as many streams as it used to. Like, there's probably going to be realistically no more superstars, because whenever someone gets bolstered up, they get taken down for something, mm-hmm. and it's just too hard to have everyone like you. But if, say, we think Jack Harlow could be one, at the end of the day, people are going to hate on Jack Harlow, but he knows he can sell out his tour. So, like, yep. he has his dedicated fan base. So, fuck being a superstar if you mm-hmm. can be an all star in for your community. That's scary because then I feel like it's going to be so difficult to be a creative. You know, how are you going to make money? How are you going to survive? That's a big problem. And especially when everything is through streaming and you're getting pennies on the dollar. How are you going to make a living? And then what's the point of making art anymore? I feel like things are going to keep evolving. Um, How are you going to make money? We'll see if these streaming apps change with like how they compensate people. And since TikTok becomes even more popular, maybe Mm -hmm. they'll change the compensation rules for that. I've seen... Some proposed that like, mm-hmm. since you you get a stream after thirty seconds of listening to a song, mm-hmm. but a song that is one minute long gets the same amount of streams if you listen once as a song that's five minutes long. So I saw yeah. someone propose that like, after two minutes, every thirty seconds you listen should count for one point two streams. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're listening to, um, sing about me, I'm crying, I'm dying mm-hmm. of thirst, like that would earn Kendrick three streams if you listen to the whole song because yeah. you took the time to listen to five minutes of it versus. Mm-hmm a one-minute instrumental on your chill music playlist. Yeah, that's a good idea. But what sucks is it's, I feel like it's still not enough because one stream is like 0.00 whatever sense it is, you know? Yeah. Ugh. I would say, I mean, if you're going to say that less people can make it as an artist, like that's what was happening in before streaming. Like mm-hmm. you could only make it, you can only be make it as an artist if you had your music able to get out. Right, but you like, didn't need a lot of people. You didn't need to have 1.1 blah, blah, thousand followers you just need to have a solid, even just 50 fans who bought your merch, bought your CDs. That's a lot of money. Nipsey even, you know, he pushed yeah. that idea out there as well. Just having 100 fans, charging them $10 each. That is, that's buco, my friend, compared to having a bunch. You, you could have, you, I see some independent artists, right? And I think it's because, Loki, they, I, I know you can buy accounts, right? You can buy accounts and you can get followers. Uh-huh. They have like 50,000 followers, but they have like 20 likes. My yeah. guy. <laughs> I would say... To look at AI from a positive perspective, mm-hmm. hopefully as more roles get changed. Like, no, they, they say like the fact that in 20 years, like 50, 50% of the jobs are jobs that don't even exist right now. Like mm-hmm. that's that. That 
hopefully if we use AI correctly, it will give mm-hmm. more room to be creative. And you, less know you know we won't. You know we won't. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it definitely has. <laughs> it definitely has the chance to be like less. You can do less administrative mm-hmm. work and make your day yeah. easier. So now you can be more creative and do more creative mm-hmm. things. For example, I was in my interview. They were asking me how good I am with Excel. I was mm-hmm. talking to my brother about that. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can enter in chat GBT what you want to mm-hmm. do with the numbers and it will yeah. give you the equation Excel. Mm-hmm. So what c- would have taken an hour of research and playing around on Google 10 years ago, now I can enter in chat GBT so I can finish that job quickly and I can mm-hmm. get to something more creative is the hope that this turns into. <laughs> emphasis. It's the the hope. emphasis on the hope. <laughs> I mean, you'll see people like, Doing the, the changing the voices and that yeah, shit's creepy. Yeah. And having so you can go and chat GPT and write me a song in the voice of Jay Z. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get better, and it actually writes in the rhyme style of Jay Z. Mm-hmm. But hey, we'll see. Hopefully, people so, use it yeah. right, yeah. and we'll have more creatives out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fun part about art is that it comes from people. So I, I'd like to think that won't ever change. Mm-hmm. I hope concerts never change because that's my favorite experience. Like I love mm-hmm. concerts. Yeah, and don't want a robot doing that. Do you think it's harder now to get discovered than it was back then? Hmm. I would say, I guess it's easier. Okay, wow, okay. But it's a, like, because, I mean, there is so much out there, but, like, it has to be easier because you can, like, Mm -hmm. come up on anybody's feed randomly. Back then, like, I don't know what you would do. Like, how did you actually get, I literally have no clue. Before you had to become, yeah. you had to to get big in your city, basically, Mm -hmm. and go from there. Now you can get big globally. And fuck your city. Yeah. That's what's so funny about technology. It's supposed to make your life easier. Like social media, make our life easier to meet more people. But it's even made it more difficult to meet people because everyone's just isolated. Or even as an artist, to yeah. expand to more artists, but it's still oversaturated. Um, that's why, like, I don't know if you can see it behind me, but Arctic Monkeys, they have an album, uh, Tranquility Abyss Hotel Casino. It's all about, it's like, okay, computer vibes. It's really, like, futuristic. Yeah. And he talks about the informa- information action ratio where even though you know all this information, a lot of it's useless because you can't apply it at all. So that's the issue with social media. And obviously, we know it's oversaturated. I was going to ask you, what do you think is the best way for artists to get their music out? I'm going back to Russ. I know he did the strategy of dropping songs weekly. But now yeah. you have artists now complaining, saying that strategy isn't <clears throat> working anymore. It's, it's futile. So what do you think? I mean, like, I, I tried that in high school. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, like, it has, to be, <clears throat> it has to be good music and you have to mm-hmm. just get lucky. And But, I mean, to tell artists that, like, artists want to make albums. Most artists enjoy the art. Like they're doing it for mm. the art, you would hope. Yeah. So like, yeah, that is good advice from a business perspective. Mm. If you do really want to like get your music popping, yeah, you probably shouldn't drop albums because mm. most people aren't going to listen to your whole album. But mm. like most artists would rather make the art they want to do than like mm. figure it, like do it in the correct business way. Yeah. And like you said, the music has to be good. And I think that's the, the real asterisk. Not saying that people's music isn't good. That's harsh to say, but... It needs to be at a certain quality, but man, it is expensive. Even like David, the guy I was talking to, he recorded his album in an actual studio here in Columbus. Um, yeah. And the equipment they have, it, it becomes so much so that paying time for studio is cheaper than buying equipment for a home studio for quality equipment because it's just so expensive because there's so much to invest. But I think a weekly basis for like a month dropping singles is probably a good idea. But hey, people say it's not working. I just think it's too oversaturated to really do anything. So it's kind of just like you said, yeah. luck at the end of the day. It is. It sucks. I mean, you have to have a good voice. You have to have captivating. You have to have yeah. a good, like, it's a lot of things that can go for you. And you could literally post one of your songs on TikTok and it can blow up and that could be the moment. And mm. you might have, 
there's probably millions of amazing songs that could be top hits, but like mm. it's not discovered. On yeah. TikTok, people will post like, these are five songs you should know right now. Mm. And it'll be like a montage. And it's mm. five amazing songs. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's there's so many good songs out here. Yeah. So no, like listen to what you listen to and hope you can make a fan base out of people ro- rocking with your stuff. Yeah, and hopefully get lucky. But that's what we, all we have for the podcast today, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the very end. And make sure you check the website. We have articles that can come out. I need to get mine done. I want to put mine out there. But thank you guys for tuning in as always. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.